Hi, do you want to go to a party with me? No, the game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, football, football. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the NLN Sportscast. I am Frank Conti, and with me, as always, my co-host, Bronson Allman. Bronson, we're back again. Another once-a-week show here. This is a mini-episode. We're just going to hit a few topics. We saw the AFC and NFC Championship Games take place last weekend. Uh, We're going to get into a little wrestling and give the well-acclaimed segment one last thing another go our fans demanded on these mini episodes they love the final thoughts but bronson they're they're huge fans of the one last thing topic so bronson uh it's only been a week i just want to catch up with you see what's been going on and uh are you excited to do another show tonight i am frank and you know as ab say what it is frank (laughs) (laughs) you know for those that uh a lot of the stuff that frank and i talk about before we record is uh hilarious but um greg Giannotti told the story on the fan on the boomer and geo show about they sent like their intern from the fan to, to uh interview james harrison he's like this nerdy you know white kid or whatever and he goes up to, to james harrison he goes what it is and james harrison goes what <laughs> he's like what it is <laughs> not a guy goes, you want to make mad <laughs> yeah and he he flusters this kid he's like well AB does this show and it's called What It Is and they just want to know what it is. And he gave him this cold, like stone cold look and goes, you ain't AB. (laughs) (laughs) So I I was thinking about that when Frank just cut on the radio. So what it is, Frank, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, watch some football this weekend and watch some hockey. Um, Hockey's on every day, so it's like we're we're, we're missing it. I watched the game Monday. Uh, There was only one game Monday night. It was the Vancouver-Ottawa game. Our uh, our old running buddy Matt Murray did not look very good and uh, slow start for him. It has yeah. been, yeah. <laughs> and the former Pittsburgh Penguin Brandon Sutter got a hat trick, his first career hat trick. Wow! And Tanner Pearson had a goal in that game. So a lot of a uh, former Penguin, uh, you know, blood in that in that game. Uh, Vancouver won pretty handily. But uh, watching the football, we're, we're going to recap these games here in a couple couple seconds here, and just uh, just kind of putting some uh, stuff together. Uh, Made it made a pretty decent purchase this week, Frank. I got a new TV, so nice. I was excited about that. I got a the TV's the TV over here is like eleven years old, so it's time to upgrade. It's time to get a bigger TV, especially in time for you know a lot of hockey coming. So just watch some hockey, stay inside, you know, trying to go out and um, you know I, I go out and eat places, support local businesses, um, just local businesses in general. So. I feel like every show I do like a little small business shout out to like Nico's one episode, Vinny's mm-hmm. here in Elwood. So I'm actually giving a little shout out to New Dimension Comics in Elwood City. Todd Mc, uh, Todd McDevitt owns it. Uh, um, he's a cool dude, and uh, he he wasn't there when I was in there, but uh, you know their their staff is always so friendly and uh, always willing to help out. Uh, a guy who's really not as ner- as a uh, much of a um, comic expertise as they are but uh i came with a few things i still like to dabble in that stuff and i did as a kid i'm sure you did as well mm-hmm. so uh big thanks to todd mcdevitt and all the all the, uh, all the folks there new dimension comics uh for that and uh, they're not paying me for that uh, that's that's a genuine from the heart i thing. know that justin and nico the uh the next level nerd guys are they're comic book boss too i believe oh I yeah think, i think they even did some segments on comics uh back in the day that they're kind of sticking to the movie podcast now that's t- that's yeah. taken off they probably know todd a lot you know like, yeah. I, I know Todd a little bit through like you know the public events and stuff, but uh, they, they probably know Todd a lot more better than I do. But uh, he's a good dude, and uh, just appreciate it, uh, the store being there. One of the small businesses in Elwood. Uh, just a big thanks to them. But uh, 
Yeah, Frankie. Well, it's, it's a, a lot. I don't know if you knew, but there was a two big uh, championship games that happened on the weekend, and uh, and you know, I don't know if you're under a rock, so uh, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe uh, if you had watched them, we can we can kind of get into this, huh? Yeah, Bronson. The first game uh, was was Tampa and Green Bay, and uh, Sunday at three o'clock. And I I was torn in this game. You know, I, my my heart. <laughs> My heart was with with Green Bay because you know I'm I'm a Pittsburgh fan that just doesn't want to see Tom Brady keep compiling the wins, <laughs> but you know sentiment out there is a lot of people are just like starting to hate Brady less, and it started for me when he appeared on Entourage. I know it's a show Bronson loves. Um, I remember the episode. Yes, the episode when he's golfing with the guys, and he just seems like a, a fun dude, like a great guy. Turtles and, uh, giving him crap. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I just. There's there's always been something you hate to see him shatter, you know, the Steelers mark of of uh of six Super Bowls and you know Bradshaw's four and Montana's four, but he's he's the goat now. He's got six, he's got two more than anybody, and uh he's going for oh, I mean I guess I'll ruin it. He's going for number seven. Tampa did defeat Green Bay, uh thirty one twenty six Bronson and um you yeah. know Brady Brady wasn't yeah. perfect, but that's a cut you off, but he, you know. He's had some good. Uh, he's been dropping dimes in terms of throwing, but I don't think he's been more accurate than uh, throwing the egg in uh, your boy Bronson's face here. I picked against Tampa three weeks consecutively, You're tugging and, on Superman's cape, Bronson. And uh, to steal I have, your I, phrase for the, for the third episode in a row. <laughs> we've done predictions. Tom Brady has uh, has shut. I had me this up, one so. right. I, I think I had. I, I think you, I picked you both. Picked Tampa all the way, Frankie. I'm the I one that's been anti-Tampa. Yeah. I picked KC Tampa, so I, I actually got around right this time. But uh, but no, Bronson, the game was like it, the game was interesting. Tampa kind of got out early, and I was thinking, you know, is this going to be too much of a lead for Green Bay to um, to catch up? But you know, it's Rodgers, and they're at home, and I, I I didn't write them off. But the the play to me, the the, the key play to me was before halftime, the the fifty yard touchdown to Scotty Miller. You know, Tampa just pretty oh, much. Boy. Felt- <laughs> I thought they were going to throw it maybe 10 yards to the sideline, try to get a long field goal, but they just figured let's throw it deep. And Green Bay shockingly somehow in single coverage, man, you know, you know, when you think that you got to guard the deep ball there because anything underneath the clock runs out or you at worst give up a field goal. So strange defensive call kind of felt like the, uh, the Jets defense against the Raiders on that Hail Mary at the end of the game earlier in the year. But um, but no, that one put him up, I think 21, nine or something like that. And he, he just felt like green Bay's two scores behind this whole game. Uh, I kept telling my buddies I was watching with, um, you know, green Bay needs a stop here. They need a touchdown after that. They need a turnover. You know, they needed something and they, they got, they got some turnovers. Brady threw three picks, but then, you know, green Bay didn't turn it into points. You know, they went three and out after it. They just couldn't, they couldn't put the gas pedal down when they got when they got a break and they got close late. Uh, they got within a, a score or two and um, down by eight late uh, with time ticking. They, they chose to kick that field goal and it's the play that's going to be debated. Matt LaFleur he, still is. Yeah. Fourth and goal. I thought on the third and goal, Rogers could have ran. He had open green grass. I mean, yeah. just tr- tuck it and run and die for the pylon. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking there, but um I, I get the logic with the LaFleur field goal because no matter what, you need a stop. If you get the touchdown in the two-point conversion and tie it, you still need a stop because if you don't get a stop, you yeah. lose. So to win the game, you need a stop. 
So I, I understand the logic there. He's the, the analytics, the win probability. I hate using that all, all that stuff that a mm. lot of these just do now, but yeah, two minute warning was there and, and three timeouts. So you have to think, and they almost got it. The, the, the late flag, there was a tug on the shirt. You could definitely see it. Tampa's white jerseys helped the, you know, you could really see that white shirt being tugged. So that, that wrapped it up. But, um, but no, Bronson, it, it did just feel like Tampa's day all game. Green Bay kind of never led, and they were chasing the game. And um, it came down. It was close and some questionable decisions by Rodgers and LaFleur. But we will uh, we'll see Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, their second time ever. They went back in 2002 um, where they defeated the Oakland Raiders, if you remember. in the, That's right, the, man. The John Gruden Bowl. That's yeah, right, yeah. man. You thought you would, man. Coaching against his old team under Bill Callahan. I had all the Oakland Raider plays, man, down to a bat. You remember, remember, remember that week of practice, Frank? <laughs> I was pretending to be Rich Gannon, man, as that Tampa Bay Buck defense prepared all of Rich Gannon's little, little uh, motives and all of his little his behaviors, the sidearm throw he was accustomed to doing, man. That's when we they got a ready on, to play, man. And the team they played that week was in that Super Bowl was the dumbest team in America when it comes to playing the game. Bill Callahan. <laughs> Bill Callahan. He's what? He's the offensive line coach in Cleveland now? Really? Still, I didn't know he was still I think around. He's, yeah. He's the OL coach in Cleveland. Crazy. And it was Dallas uh, for a while, and I think it was in Cleveland now. But uh, no, Frank, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean. Give me your thoughts. I kind of <laughs> gave you all the highlights, but. No, no, that's great. I'm glad you broke it down because, uh, you know, I still, even though we recorded the show last time, I still thought that the, the, the Tampa Bay game was going to be the second one in the docket, so I was a little behind the eight ball and, you know, getting ready, but. By the time I, you know, I, I have the DVR set around, around the back, but Brady, you know, Tampa Bay gets out to that early lead. And I'm like, oh my lord, no, here we go, you know, Green Bay gonna choke another one, and and then all of a sudden, you know, even after the the Brady deep ball to Scotty Miller, um, the second half, I mean, Brady kind of really came out of the the gate a little rough there, and then it was just kind of like, you know, did Green Bay make good adjustments? Did uh, you know? You know, is the the environment of Lambeau Field kind of getting the Tom Brady? I mean, he hasn't really played there too much, um, but um, yeah. I mean, it, it, we could really go into break down the X's and O's here, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's the the two. Frank, you broke down perfectly the two biggest plays. Even to this day, you know, at work I have the ESPN. I have ESPN on. Like, they're still debating. You know, uh, Swagoo and and Dan Orlovsky and Ryan Clark and and Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith and and so it's so uh, Jeff Saturday. Heads, yeah, yeah. I mean, did Rogers should have ran it there? And I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's your season, man. You get you got to go. You got to go get it. And you know, at but, the very you know, least, you get five or six yards and you get it to a fourth and like manageable. Yeah, where maybe and, they go for it. And I'm really glad that you kind of took. I mean, you kind of mistook like the devil's advocate there uh, with the Lafleur call because he's just getting roasted by the by the national media for that. I was call. defending it. I was defending it to my buddies because I it's a Madden thing. Like I play a lot of Madden and I work the clock in Madden. It's and it's like you know you you you, you know if you can get the stop and then the seven. You need points. the stop either way, but yeah, you there's need a lot. Stop. There's a lot of people who feel that like you know like you paid Aaron Rodgers all this money. Right. You pay you pay the the, the franchise guy the money you give it's living the franchise living in your fears guy. as Tomlin would say yeah you give but, you give I, but I feel like Tomlin would have done that I don't know I feel it's it oh feels I like absolutely would have done it Pat Narduzzi if, if you remember Pitt a couple times Pitt remember Penn State in oh, Happy Valley 
by me. It was like, what was it, 17-10 with like a minute 30 left. And on the kicks... goal line, he kicks the field goal. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, I was saying that during the game to my friends. I was like, this is a Pat Narduzzi call. <laughs> <laughs> no, Frankie, and then, you know, that comes, you know, like I said, the Green Bay had to get a key stop, and they couldn't get it either way. And Tom... It is what it is, Frank, and it's, it was tough when it, you know, when I predicted that game, you know, if that that blowout in Raymond James had not happened, I would have probably went with Tampa, but I thought for sure that Aaron Rodgers would, I, I didn't think it'd be as close as it was. I thought that Green Bay would just come out and blow the doors off, not blow the doors off him, but, you know, kind of put a little out of reach at the beginning, but um, you also have to figure out, too, that Green Bay has kind of been choke artists in the NFC title games, you know, they've kind of been the, the doormat to the Seattle, the Seattle's and the San Francisco's yeah. and the, the, the New York giants middle on the tail end of Brett Favre's career there. I think um, Rogers is like one in four now in title. He's games. one in four. And you know, obviously the first, the only year he won, they won, that's when they beat the Steelers in the Super yeah. Bowl. But, um, I should, I should have maybe factored that when the prediction, Frank, um, Ta- I mean, Tampa Bay, I mean, yeah, I got to give him credit. I mean, you know, you know, it's it's like you know, Brady. Not only does Brady, you know, bring that leadership to the team, but he he has his team believing. Mm-hmm. That that can be that's, a, that's such a great that's such a powerful thing, Frank. The ability to believe. I think if you had any other, you know, if they if they still had Jameis Winston there, if they still had, you know, like they, you know, Jameis Winston, not you know, questioning his leadership abilities. I'll leave that for others to do so, but. Tom Brady just has that infectious style. And I think obviously Gronk coming there also has helped him out a bit. You know, like you just mm-hmm. see their friendship and you know, it's genuine and, and I'm sure and if they're you're having the fun. Room, they're having fun. Yeah. You just see that in the locker room. You just let them be them. And, you know, Antonio Brown obviously didn't play that game because of, you know, he had knee injury, you know, but we have to get, we have to call a spade a spade and, and, uh, Give the de- you know give the devil his due. Antonio Brown has been, for the most part, pretty quiet since he's been in Tampa. Yep. Uh, on the field, he's been producing when when called upon for the most part, but he's been he's been staying quiet. He's been he's been doing he's been doing good things, and you know, you know, and uh, he he's been contributing there. And obviously, like I said, he didn't play you know do the injury. Now, and I don't know if he'll play the Super Bowl or not. You know, I'm not I'm not a Buccaneers team doctor, but <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta give that you know, you gotta probably give... with like it'll be. It'll be three weeks, four weeks, I think. It'll be four weeks for his injury. So I bet you we see him. Yeah. I mean, and, and uh, it's, I just don't know what else to say. Like, just every time I, I count the, the bucks out, they're just there. They, you know, and Tom Brady didn't play a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, but he was there when he had to be. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the Brady haters are like, well, he threw three interceptions, you know. <laughs> He was there when it matters. When 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 the chi- when you're at the casino, Frankie, and the chips are on the table, and you push it in. When 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 that's on when that happens, that's when Tom Brady comes up big. And and for except for the last three weeks, he's made me eat my words. You know, I, I didn't think they're I didn't think they're gonna. You know, well, I mean, I, I picked them to beat Tampa. I mean, they beat them to beat Washington, but I, I didn't think they were gonna beat New Orleans, and I I certainly didn't think they were gonna beat Green Bay. So. So here they are, Frankie. In the in the, in in uh, they are. And one thing we we totally forgot to mention. I'm sure we we're probably going to mention it later anyway. But now that they're going to the Super Bowl, they are going to be the home team. Not yes. not just wearing. You know, I don't I don't know what what color jersey they're going to wear, but they are going to be the what the first team to host the Super Bowl. Uh, so yeah, Raymond James Stadium, Frank. Raymond James getting a 
they're the MVP this year. They're getting the Super Bowl and they're getting WrestleMania in April. Wow. Uh, they yeah. just have it last year. Could COVID stop that? Now they're getting it again with fans, as the Super Bowl will have fans. Last time I checked, Frankie, nosebleed tickets were going for like 50 grand. So, yikes. So, um, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, advanced to uh, Super Bowl. Bronson's too dumb to re- recognize what the Roman numerals stand for anymore. Now they've gone so high. Uh, uh, it's It gets harder in the 50s. It does. It's 50 what? 54? It's 55, but Five. here's the thing, and I'll go on a little mini one last thing rant if you'll if you allow. Um, yeah, go ahead. The, the logos for the Super Bowl for the last 12 years under Goodell have been this generic Roman numeral with the Lombardi trophy in the background. Um, they used to be colorful, and they used to match kind of the flavor of the city, the host city. Yeah, it's and like I, that. I remember as a kid, like loving, like drawing them, and I would set up my mini helmets that I had with the matchup of the. <laughs> I Super did the same Bowl. thing. <laughs> yeah, and I would draw. I still have mini helmets, even though I'm 34 years old. I, they're at my desk same. at work. Um, I, I'm sad. My my office is like quarantine now. I'm working at home, and my helmets are there, so I haven't been able to set them up. <laughs> I thought about sneaking into my office in my mask, like. Um, to get my mini helmets, but I used to set them up. I would draw, or once I got a color printer, I'd print so it would look better yeah. off the computer. That Super Bowl logo, and the first I remember, of course, is Super Bowl 30 when the Steelers took on Dallas and Tempe, Arizona, that triple X um, with that desert theme. You know, that's when I really started becoming a football fan. I, the first Super Bowl I ever watched was Super Bowl 29 between Sam Fran and the Chargers the Actually, year before. Actually, the truth. That's my was my first yeah. Super Bowl, too. And it's funny you mentioned the Super Bowl 30 logo because in my memory of, like, them incorporating the city was 31 with the uh, with the um, New Orleans with the uh, – what, you know, the, the, what do they call this? The, like um, confetti poppers. Like, yeah, confetti poppers. Know. They had that. Well, that was when Bledsoe played Farm in the Super Bowl. So yeah. I remember that like because he knew it was in New Orleans that, because of the logo. I'll plug another site I've plugged before, um, sportslogos.net. Um, yeah. It's a guy. It's a guy called named Chris Creamer, and he's a, a nerd just like Bronson and I. This could have been me or Bronson starting this site, but he had the idea in the '90s. Like he was good at web design and everything, so he started this site. And he's actually showed screenshots of like 1998, his very first website. It looked like the old Windows, like on on the Netscape Navigator, like really old school site. And it's been up for for 22 years now, and. Uh, he has every logo in a database, like of every league and um, Super Bowl logos, whatever. The f- fake fields with the end zones painted the way they were for so you can look back at records. And he's been highly critical and he posts on Twitter and on his site. Um, I know you're on Twitter. You should look him up on there, Bronson. Um, uh-huh. I, I'm not on Twitter, but sportslogos.net. And he's been so critical of why the NFL and, and maybe Goodell, who's behind it, has changed the generic logo. So. To get back to my point to where you were going with it. Um, it's just LV with the Lombardi in the middle, and the, the Lombardi looks like an I, so it looks like LI. Yeah. <laughs> which is 54, but that was last year, so it's confusing everybody. There's no, they're all generic. I wish they would go back to the cool designs. And, and it's weird can... that you say that. And I, like, I know this, we're going to cover wrestling a bit, but I, I kind of don't like what WWE's done too. That when these do WrestleMania, they'd have like the Roman numerals and stuff. And after 30, Vince stopped doing the, the Roman numerals. And the WrestleMania logo changes every year, and they kind of mm-hmm. deal with what the city's in. But without the Roman numerals now, like you kind of don't know which one it is unless like you're a nerd and you really know. Yeah. So like you know, every year like, oh, WrestleMania 31, 32, 33. Uh-huh. Now every year they just promote it as WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like the logo changes every year. And like um they kind of recycled the 
the um the Buccaneers sword with the flag and whatever. Like they used it last year, so they just brought it back because they're going, they're coming back to Tampa anyway. So it is strange that football is the only sport that numbers it. Like you don't say World Series thirty nine or uh, World, yeah. like World Series one hundred and twelve. The Kentucky Derby does it. They always say this is the one hundred and seventeenth running of the Kentucky Derby. The Indianapolis five hundred does like they, you know they, they there's do what, it. the the one hundred third running or whatever was this year. But um, yeah, but. But as we uh, went on the side, I don't side know where we were going with that. I got no, it's fine. I, this is what makes our, our show so great, man. We just like yeah. we just go off, and there's no and people rules. listening in the car wondering like if we're just tripping or not. But uh, Tampa Bay is hosting the Super Bowl. It will be at Raymond James right. Stadium, as Chris Berman would say, the new sombrero. I said and that they, Sunday, and nobody knew what I was talking about. <laughs> and then uh, they will be ho- they will be hosting. Uh, spoiler alert: unless you live under a rock. The Kansas City football Chiefs defeated the Buffalo <laughs> Bills 38-24, Frankie. And uh this game, uh, I thought this was this was the uh the slugfest, you know. Um I thought you know jo- Josh Allen came to play, but he's not he's not the man known as Patrick Mahomes and uh, Mahomie, man. He uh he uh he these are his big stages now. Is is he the new you know, we're gonna find out the Super Bowl for sure. Um but it didn't. It did not uh, look that way early, Frankie. Buffalo got to that that uh, nine that nine zero start there. Then the, Kansas City muffled the punt, and uh, mm-hmm. Buffalo got out in front. So you were like, "Oh no, you know, could this be?" But you know, we learned a lesson last year, Frankie. That game, remember that game <laughs> against Houston when they they were they down trailed in all three games last. They year. trailed all three games and came back. It's like yeah. you know, Patrick Mahomes. He comes ready to play in these big game situations. And uh, just you know, you ne- even then you were like, okay, like this this too much time on this clock. Patrick Mahomes, you know, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, they, they got the weapons are there, and uh, um, they they spotted the Bills nine points, went up twenty one nine, and uh, and uh, as Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco would say on the old uh, Hard Knocks, uh, kiss the baby, and that usually means it's over. The, the fat lady's about to sing, it's over, and. Um, Buffalo did try to. Buffalo did make every effort to come back, though. And they did actually recover an onside kick. Yeah, which uh, you don't see that much anymore because no. you can't get a running start. So they're rare. They're rarer now. Yeah. Um. But uh, they they can't. They tried. They made that valiant effort to come back, but then eventually, you know, just not enough big plays there at the end. And uh, Frankie, really, it got really. Uh, I think a lot of frustration with uh, Buffalo realizing that their season was over. Uh, kind of taking shots, taking liberties. Josh Allen. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple of fights, and I almost thought the refs were going to say, "And that is the end of the game." Do you remember Jacksonville, Cleveland, two thousand ish? Yeah, they just called the game. With I mean, right. Yeah, there was there was beer bottles coming from yeah. the crowd, and they called the game. They they have the right to, and um, with with it being a three score spread with like two minutes left and all the fights, the refs I thought might have called it, but. Yeah. Cooler has prevailed. Well, prevailed. Josh me. Allen second. I, don't, I I mean, I'm not in his head. I don't know. If, you know, when he got sacked, he threw the football, but I'm not necessarily sure he was looking at him. Yeah, I don't know. It was and just I, reactionary. I just he took Dorsey took kind of took offense to it, and then kind of, you know, got in his face, and then obviously, you know, everyone kind of came in there and whatnot. But I think it was a lot of Buffalo just being frustrated that the season was over. And they had such a great year, and and this isn't going to be the end for them, Frankie. I think. If the proper pieces stay in place, Sean McDermott's a hell of a football coach. This is only the beginning for Buffalo, not the end. 
Um, yeah, one of these years they're going to have to get by KC, you know, maybe they'll hope that they get home field advantage and it's in Buffalo one year or, or maybe something. Or get the luck and hope that someone knocks New England out. <laughs> yeah, maybe Baltimore or somebody else yeah. knocks out KC. But yeah, I think Buffalo is right on the cusp. They're that team that like, if you remember like the, it happens a lot. Like if you remember the 08 Penguins, like, you know, you lose it and then the next year you win it. So like maybe Buffalo is a year away or a couple years away. They're young. But Frank, I kind of, I kind of hijacked the whole thing with how I was seeing it. But Patrick Mahomes is just like when I watch him, and this is kind of you know, maybe cheesy, you know. If I was like talking to a woman, you know, on a date, it was kind of cheesy. But it's like when I watch him play, I feel like I should like have to pay for pay per view to watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like like I have to pay for something, which I guess I pay a cable bill. But yeah, but it, it's on a free, it's on a free network. It's on CBS. Right. If you had an antenna, you could. If you had the it, rabbit yeah. ears, yeah. Which I don't think they have the rabbit ears anymore. You have to, you can buy the ones at like Walmart, and they come. Yeah, it's like clean. old school. It's like a blast of the from the past. I have it yeah. in this bedroom because I I didn't want to get another box for my spare yeah. bedroom. So I have a rabbit ears that like gets me like 10, 12 channels, all the locals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so I just feel like I have to kind of like pay to like. You know, like see Patrick Mahomes, like he's just he's just so dynamic, and him and Andy Reid is, is like is almost like a what match a made in heaven. Oh my like, lord, full genius and, and like having the best player. Like he does just zip the ball in there. It has like a vapor trail. He does like, and it's funny because like this is like the nerd of me talking, and I know and this is a shout out to like you and uh, and I, I have to call him the NLN super fan. It's absolutely Matt Clark. He's the NLN super fan. <laughs> he's, he's always like. Yeah, it's like you look at Patrick Mahomes play, and we have to have Matt on the show sometime. We we have to have him Congrats on. Congrats, he's a new father. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Congrats to Matt and uh, and his and his uh, uh, much better half. <laughs> yeah, but um, with Patrick Mahomes playing, it's like you look at him play, and you're like. Really, Cliff Kingsbury couldn't win with this. Like you couldn't, <laughs> right. you couldn't come out of the Big Twelve with this guy. You know, he had some seven hundred yard passing games. Yeah, I think. <laughs> like, said, like you couldn't get to a decent bowl with this guy. Yeah, like, and don't get me wrong, Kingsbury's doing great things in, in Arizona with Kyler Murray, but he, he was just like really. He, he had he had Mahomes and he had Baker Mayfield for a little bit for a little cup of coffee there. Obviously, they had a falling out, which I I read they have patched that up, uh, Kingsbury and Mayfield, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw Patrick Williams do all these things, and then you're like, look at all the quarterbacks that went before Mahomes in the draft. It's just like you just you just think like think people fall to certain spots. Like when Marino went to the Dolphins in eight, you know eighty three, which makes me still mad because the Steelers should have absolutely drafted Marino. But right. um, but yeah, it's just like like I said, Patrick Mahomes is such a thrill to watch, and and we've been very lucky, Frank, and not to go back to Tampa Bay, but we're very lucky as sports fans to have seen such great quarterback play. And you, you know, Brady, Breeze, you know, Manning, Rivers, Roethlisberger. Um, we grew up in a great era. We did. Oh, absolutely. And Even like, back to Brett Favre and Marino. Yeah. Going back to you know Steve Young, Elway, Marino, all those mm-hmm. play, all those guys. But it's like it's it's like, you know, we'll be able to tell our kids, our grandkids. You know, we we saw the duration of Tom Brady's career, and like we're going to see the the up the up the up rising of Patrick Mahomes and. I just, I'm just glowing, Frank. I can't stop talking. Like watching him play is such, is such a, a joy to, you know. And I, I, I like basically, I, you know, I know I have a man crush on. I have a man crush on a lot of guys, but uh, football, the quarterbacking. But Patrick Mahomes is just like he's the complete package. And basically, guys like him and Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, um, they've really changed how scouts and front office people, Frank, uh, evaluate the quarterback position. You know. 
back in the day, a lot more quarterback guys were more in pocket passers than than weren't, you know. And mm-hmm. now with with these guys, it's like, you know, I don't know if a guy like Tom Brady could get in the NFL now at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Tom Brady, if Tom Brady really got in the NFL at this point with the way he was going coming out of uh, Michigan, but it's like now the the barometer, the the, the criteria of what you want from a quarterback in the NFL has kind of changed. Like you have to be mobile now. Like, you know, <laughs> if a guy dropped out, if a guy just dropped dimes, he, you know, he was employed, but now it's to the point, like even these guys that are mobile can drop dimes. So it's like, you gotta be mobile. You gotta be able to throw in the run effective decision-making, uh, you know, be, be very fast, be very fast and be very quick to make those decisions. Uh, and like I said, you know, I'm just kind of really, uh, going off the rail here, Frankie, but just, it's just the quarterback play has been so significant and I'm sure you'll see the Super Bowl. but Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, all these guys, they, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson to an extent, uh, those guys are clearly changing the way that the quarterback position is played and how, how scouts and, and foot and football, uh, you know, football operation staff, uh, draft evaluate sign guys, you know, the, the position. And the next one who's supposed to be Trevor Lawrence, the consensus that yeah. he plays the same way, read options, ability to run or throw. That's kind I, of the new I'll breed. I'll tell you another guy I was watching, and I, and it's not a secret, but uh, a, sh- a special shout out to uh, my friend, because uh, uh, he'll laugh I mentioned, Mike Shuttleworth. Uh, you know, we graduated his sister, Jen, but mm-hmm. uh, Mike and I went, went we were at dinner at, uh, at uh, Texas Roadhouse, and uh, ESPN had the... Um, the one of the high school games on, and it was Newton High. It was uh, uh Cooper's uh, son Arch Manning, yeah, the quarterback. And so we a were watching. Buzz, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like Mike, watch this TV right now. And he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, he's what's this? It's like that's Newman High School. I was like, as like all the Mannings went there. I was like, as you know, the guy said like, that's Arch Manning. That's that's Cooper's son. And like he's supposed to be like you know, and a lot of people don't realize that Cooper was supposed to be the most talented of all the Mannings until he had medical issues that ultimately uh, cut short his. Heard that. Yep. The NFL. He was a wide receiver. He could. Yeah. There, there could have been three of them that were Hall of Famers. Yep. Yeah. So, and so obviously it's in the blood, and his son's going to get that too. And he's na- yeah. nicknamed named after his grandfather Archie, who played. Like what yeah. a what a bloodline, what a family of athletes. So he's obviously like you know if there's I don't want to say if there's anyone close to like a Sidney Crosby kind of like hype behind him, it's going to be Arch Manning, just yeah. having the name and and the, and the pedigree there. So, uh, you know, and I'm sure you know as much as they're working on his his uh his mechanics and his throwing and his you know, his footwork. I'm sure he's going to be, you know, taught to, you know, really work on his mobility and his ability to run, to run and, and make decisions on the run. And just there you go. I mean, it's, it's, we're just, we're so blessed, Frank, to watch this stuff, you know? Definitely agree, Bronson. And uh, you did a great job of breaking down KC Buffalo. Um, I can't really add much more just other than, yeah, I mean, Buffalo, I think I agree with you there. It's just not their time yet. You, you're behind Mahomes and the chiefs. And it's just like, Hopefully they're that team. It's going to be that team that they can't get over the hump. You know, Buffalo's that, along with Baltimore, you know, I, I, I would love to put the Steelers there, but they're just not, you know, when they were 11-0 and rolling, I thought they were in that upper echelon in the AFC, but it's really looking like KC, Buffalo, and Baltimore are going to r- run that conference for a while and probably alternate who gets to go to the Super Bowl based on maybe who gets home field advantage how things fall in the playoffs. But uh, I don't know of, of those three. I don't know who can kind of join them. We thought Houston, but you saw what they like, what happened to them. And now they're in shambles with Deshaun Watson wanting out. Yeah. 
Um, will New England, you know, as long as Belichick's there, will they find a way? Like, they had a lot of players opt out this year and just missed the playoffs. So when they get a, a full squad back and he figures out the quarterback position, maybe he brings in a Stafford. Um, New England's going to be back maybe. Justin Herbert and the young Chargers might be the, the team that gets up in that group, but... <laughs> This quarterback carousel, teams. Frank. This this is they pretty much like planned our next like two months worth of shows. I think <laughs> like this like where everyone's gonna go. Will guys stay? Will guys go? Like we have probably like months worth of shows we can just run off of this. Um, but no, Frankie, we got we have to. And so now we're gonna have the Kansas City Chiefs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium for Super Bowl Fifty Five. Um, the goat Tom Brady against the potential new goat, the new, the, the next guy, Patrick Mahomes. Um, if you remember earlier in the season, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes then and the Chiefs did go down to Tampa Bay and beat Tom Brady in the, in the uh, that kind of bugs me out. I hate when it's a rematch, I always hope for that like unfamiliarity, but this is yeah, this is a rematch. I mean. Kansas, I remember that game that Kansas City came out early and then and then Tampa Bay made it a game at the end. Yeah. It wasn't enough, but I'm sorry, Frank, continue. I, I uh, there's a, like in football, you only play every four years that, you know, NFC teams or AFC teams. So there's only a 25 percent chance of a of a um, super like a, a rematch. And uh, this year, unfortunately, it's the second, you know, the second time they're playing. Um, it's in the same stadium again. It's probably yeah. going to be in the same uniforms. Um, there's been debate on that. Um, Tampa gets first choice. And you know how the 05 Steelers went like they were road warriors. And even though they were the home team in yeah. Super Bowl 40, they chose white just to keep the good mojo going. Yeah. Tampa's, Tampa's gone back and forth. They wore red in Washington because they chose white. And then they wore white in New Orleans and Green Bay. A lot of people think they'll keep the white with with the pewter pants just because they they've been rolling. Um, well, they, they sometimes do that. I know, like the Florida teams, like when the season starts, they always go white, like because of the you know the, the dark colors attract the heat. Yeah, like, you know, like my, Miami will wear white, like in September. Tampa Bay will wear white. Jacksonville will wear white. Right. So it's not it's not out of the ordinary if that happens because it's like oh it's like oh it's a September regular season game. I in mean, Tampa. yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't be too warm in February, but I, it's no. interesting to see what they'll do now since they lost to KC in their red with the gray pants. Maybe they'll switch it up, but. We'll have yeah. to we'll have to wait and see, and then we'll, it'll be interesting. Will Kansas City go white with red pants, white with white pants? They're white. They're white on white's a clean look. I'm kind of hoping for that, but um, <laughs> this is this is deep nerd stuff. I got to know it because when I play Madden, when I play Madden, I got to put them in the right jersey. So I hope they oh. announced it soon because I'm going to want to play that game three or four times. I'll probably play it three times. I'm, I'm going to be Kansas. City. You like this? Actually, play. The I game. play the whole thing, and I'll probably be Kansas City because, like I said earlier, I just I don't want Brady to get another one to just cement you're that legacy further. I'm going to I'm going to BKC in the game. I I was actually Buffalo and Green Bay when I played the championships. That's who I was rooting for, Buffalo and Green yeah. Bay. But of course, the other two won. But no, Bronson, Super Bowl 55, we're going to have a special show next week, so we won't give too much away. And Bronson and I have to do some research because we want to really get into the X's and O's. Um, it is our next week's going to be our one year anniversary, if you can believe it. Uh, Bronson and I have been together now for a year at this show and 
We're hoping to get some special guests. I know we talk about Justin McConnell. Um, he gave me a verbal commit last week. I'm going to try to lock him in. Um, he's doing his uh, movie podcast, Star Wars series right now, which I can't wait to check out. But uh, when it's all wrapped up, but um, Justin said he'd maybe pop in for a segment and uh, give us a little anniversary shout out. But it's going to be a Super Bowl 55 preview. You know, that's all we're going to talk about the whole episode, probably. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to, yeah, we, we, we broke down the championship games and now we have our matchup at at Kansas City and Tampa. Um, like I said, Tampa's second trip ever. Uh, they they won it in 02 with John Gruden, as we mentioned. Uh, KC's heading there for the fourth time, and they've they've won two and lost one. They they won it back, and they lost the very first Super Bowl to Green Bay in 1966. Yeah. Uh, they were able to win it three years later in 69 over the Vikings, and then they had that long hiatus until last year um, where they, they won their second. Uh, so they're they're looking for their third Lombardi, which puts them into a kind of an upper echelon group of teams that won more than two. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, Tampa, another storyline, first time ever in a home stadium. The I believe the 49ers played in Stanford's stadium, which was close, and the Rams, yeah. the LA Rams, played in the Rose Bowl, but it technically didn't count. It was in their city area, like it was in their general area, but not in their stadium. So this is the first one. And they're also the NFC's the home team that alternates every year. It used to be even Super Bowls, AFC, odd Super Bowls, NFC. Yeah. But uh, I think it just alternates now. But uh, So they get the choice of jersey and locker room. So they'll get their home locker room, which will that be a factor? We talked about that with Edmonton and Toronto in the bubble in hockey. Like, you know, you, you know the locker room. Is that any comfort, comfortable feeling that helps you? We'll, we'll wait and see. But um the early lines is three to three and a half. I've seen a couple different sites have it three. A couple have it three and a half. Kansas City is favored. So they expect a tight game, only a field goal or so. And the over-under is high, Bronson, 56 and a half to 57. So basically they're predicting a final score of 30 to 27. So if that's, that's kind of yeah. going to... That'll kind of be a shootout. Um, I can't wait to break it down next week. We'll uh, we'll we'll both you know kind of break down the offense, defense, what we think will happen, what are going to be the X factors. Um, but but we'll save some of that for our anniversary show. Yeah, I, I'm I'm I mean, I think every year we always say looking forward to the Super Bowl, but I'm super I'm so excited to check out the Super for this year's matchup in the Super Bowl. Yeah. On top of the fact. That my favorite artist is performing the halftime show. I'm a huge fan of the weekend. I love so, that. I can't get that song out of my head. Oh, blind, uh, blinding lights. Yeah, I was, I was singing it in in, uh, in your eyes today. I, I'm a huge. I've always been. I've been kind of outspoken about a lot of new music and stuff like, like what what generates good music and people who use like a mixing machine and things like that. Yeah. But, the weekend is so fantastic. He's talented, and I expect him to have a, such a great performance at the Super Bowl. I'm looking not, forward to it. It's not going to be like like you're not going to get that big rush unless they pipe the crowd noise in because there's only like right. what twenty two thousand going to be there. But but um, I still think he'll kill it, and uh, I, I love watching him perform. And and, and he's he's such a fantastic talent, Frank. I agree, Bronson. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna toss it over to you. And uh, oh. this is gonna be an interesting topic, and we don't get to talk about it enough. And uh, Bronson is a is a huge wrestling fan. I unfortunately have lost track of it. I used to be back in the Attitude Era. Learn but, uh, 
But Bronson, Bronson actually piqued my interest. Uh, he's going to talk about uh, a new network for the WWE, which I actually have access to. So maybe I'll get to start uh, watching yeah. it more. But uh, well, and then a special special promo he's going to talk about as well. So I'll give you the floor, Bronson. Absolutely. You, I'll roll out the red carpet. Our wrestling Dalai Lama. Bronson, Bronson <laughs> calls me the baseball. He calls me the baseball Dalai Lama. But the yeah. floor is yours, Bronson. Talk some wrestling. Absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, anyone who's a casual fan who watches wrestling knows that this Sunday is the WWE Royal Rumble. Um, that'll be live at, I believe, 7 p.m. on the WWE Network. Um, I believe you can still, I guess, buy, paper, buy it on pay-per-view, Frank. Like, some places, like, if you don't have the network or you're out in, you know, BFE, and you can still, I guess some places you can still call your cable provider and, like, pay, like, the $60 for it. But with the network, it's streaming. It's $9.99 a month. I mean, that's probably your smart buy there for sure. Um I have to admit, Frank, um, due to like kind of like hockey coming back with, you know, and football kind of being where it's at, I've kind of fell behind wrestling a little bit. I um, uh, kind of keep up with the, uh, the shows kind of on like a, a highlight package, like, you know, the WWE puts out there on YouTube or whatnot. Uh, I try to watch SmackDown. SmackDown's li- uh, live Friday nights on USA Network, or not USA, Fox, Frank. Uh, Raw used to be, Frank, when you watch, Raw used to be the premiere show that was on mm-hmm. Monday nights on USA, which still is. Um, but uh, SmackDown's deal with uh, the USA Network, and they were on Sci-Fi kind of back and forth there. Um, when you were watching it in the day, it was on uh, UPM or the CW or whatever it was. But um, they uh, last year had a um, a major deal with Fox. So the WWE uh, SmackDown is on Fox Network Friday nights. Um, I'm sure you were watching uh, football last week, last year, and whatnot. Even probably now, Fox, you get the the Joe Bucca read for yeah. SmackDown. You know they they do a pretty good job promoting it. But with that having said that, Frank, SmackDown basically has now become the A show because it's on a it's on a network channel which more people see. More folks get Fox in their living room than in the USA Network. And right. I'm going to actually get the USA Network here in a few minutes. So the Royal Rumble is uh, this Sunday on the network. Um, there is a men's and a women's uh, Royal Rumble. That's kind of changed since you followed it, Frank. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the inflexation of you know the women's movement and wrestling. Um, they have their Royal Rumble, and then the men have theirs. And the winner of each one, uh, with the there's a, there's a brand split. Excuse me. And the winner gets to choose whatever title they want to go after for WrestleMania. Um, and the last couple of years, Frank... Um, WrestleMania kind of went from the arenas to football stadiums, and a couple years ago, Royal Rumble decided to kind of take it from not quite football stadiums, but they've moved it from the arenas to like baseball stadiums. The last two years, it was in Houston and in, in Arizona. Uh, so, so Chase, I don't know what Arizona is. It's still Chase Field. I think um, so. Yeah, and then Houston's Minute Maid Ballpark. So they've had it there. The Royal Rumble was such a, a fun time of year, Frank, because. Um, you never know who's in the rumble and obviously they kind of fit it for the storyline, but you get a lot of returns, some debuts. Um, it, it's always cool when that timer ticks down and I'm going to try to see if I can, uh, uh, get the, the Royal rumble timer effect here on, on, on the audio here. Cause, uh, it's fun. If you've never watched uh, a WWE pay-per-view Royal rumble is always a good one to check out because it's, it's on the, it's the, it kind of sets the groundwork for, uh, um, the road to WrestleMania, the winner each get the title shot. So, um, no, I mean, it, it's, 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 a, it's a fun, it's a fun pay-per-view. Uh, it's always fun to see, uh, um, who comes out next. And Frank, I think I have here. Of course, if I hit this, it's going to be an ad. So, oh no, it's not. 
And then someone <laughs> comes out. And it's always cool to like see who comes out. And I would always hope for Austin. You hear the glass <laughs> break. And everybody well, goes. I, I actually I went to the um, Pittsburgh hosted it in uh, I want to say 2013. I think 14 is in Philadelphia. Pittsburgh actually got the Royal Rumble when I went there. That was the year that uh, Dave Batista won. And uh, there was a lot of cool surprises. Kevin Nash came back, and it was just fun to be around that Royal Rumble atmosphere. Um, but no, I am close. I'm actually close with uh, I call him. Well, he's Mr. Wrestle Rumble, and um, we're going to get to to that. Uh, and stay tuned here. This is a little bit of a tease after I talk about the next subject. Um, you, the listener, will actually get a um, a free entry into the WrestleRumble.com um, pool if you uh, follow the, the, the rules and instructions of the contest. But if you're coming in a few minutes, so there's, a, there's a little radio slash podcast tease there. <laughs> As it pertains to the W Network, Frank. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it before that the WWE Network uh, is a streaming service uh, provided by the WWE. It's $9.99. You get all the live pay-per-view content. You get uh, NXT, uh, Raw, and SmackDown playbacks. And you get all the video library that WWE owns. Not all of it's on there, but most of the stuff's on there. Old SmackDowns, old Raws. I believe they put some of the lower level shows on, like the Wrestling Challenge and the old Superstar shows are on there. Um, obviously, WWE bought WCW, so a lot of the WCW and ECW content's on there. So if Frank wants to relive his childhood and watch some old Monday Night Nitros and Monday Night Raws, get on there, watch it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the older stuff, like the NWA, um, WWE has bought also some independent wrestling companies, so their video libraries on there. And so WWE's always just kind of made a move to try to put, you know, Vince McMahon always sees WWE as like he wants that to be one of the most uh, entertainment-wise, the biggest platforms of entertainment. I'm sure you know Vince has worked with like Fox. He's worked with NBC. um, He's worked with ESPN. Like in the last couple of years, I'm sure you remember ESPN did like WrestleMania pre-shows and things like that on on their network. And, you know, you got my friend Brandon calling me. He's going, what's this fake wrestling doing on ESPN? (laughs) Real Ah, sports, yeah. Yeah, it's a sports network. It's not fake wrestling. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, you know, so he's not a fan of that. But um, a big deal happened the other day, Frank, that I think that the casual audience needs to know. Um, obviously, uh, if you've uh, not been living under a rock, you've uh, uh, NBC has their own streaming device called Peacock. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of their original programming plus new programming will be on there. Uh, I know the big thing was that The Office was leaving Netflix and went to Peacock. Right. Uh, so a lot of the people who have Netflix were a little, you know, a little, uh, little mad about that. But um, so now you have to go to the Peacock for uh, for that. So NBC is kind of growing that Peacock library, the the, the availability of have uh, things on Peacock. So um, they actually came in an agreement with WWE, uh, effective in March. Frank, I think it's March fifteenth. It could be. I think it might be a little bit later than that. The WWE Network will actually move to the Peacock streaming network. So uh, if you are a subscriber of Peacock or you're going to be a subscriber of Peacock and you're a wrestling fan, you're going to enjoy it. Um, if you are a network subscriber already of the WWE Network, you will be automatically shifted in March to the $4.99 ad, uh, ad uh, uh, level of the, of the Peacock Network. If uh, you want no ads, you go to $9.99. So from what I understand, Frank, I'm not exactly an expert on this, but I think if you already pay $9.99 for the network um, – you can pretty much uh, keep paying the same nine 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 a month and get the Peacock that I think it's like the second level premium and no ads. So you keep paying what you've been paying for the month and uh, still watch you know, like watch The Office or watch Parks and Rec and par- watch Community and watch SNL. I think SNL's on there. Um, 
and speak. I mean, NBC's made a lot of noise, Frankie. And uh, another big bombshell they dropped on the on the uh, on the entertainment industry is the fact that uh, NBC announced that after at the end of 2021, people speculating right after the uh, the Olympics in, in Japan, that uh, NBC will be uh, ceasing operations on the NBC Sports Network. Frank, NBC, saw that. Yeah, yeah that NBC Sports me. Network. Yeah, is the home of uh, first and foremost the National Hockey League and the Premier League Soccer. Um, so uh, that's probably your two biggest fan bases on there with NASCAR there. Um, I'm a racing nerd. You guys, the listeners and Frank knows this. So I'm a big fan of the IndyCar series and the IMSA, a sports car series. So they will also be affected by not having that platform. So I'm sure. And, uh, most of the big sporting events that were on NBC sports network will move to the USA network. So what does that, does that affect WWE raw? Does it affect NXT? Um, Will the will the Wednesday night rivalry of the NHL bump NXT off as their contract NXT's evaluation contract is up uh, this fall? Will that bump them to another day, or will that just bump them off the network entirely? Um, so uh, um, NBC Sports uh, going to the program going to USA, Frank. I assume USA going to take care of its uh, top top guns there. So you know. NHL NASCAR Premier League will still will probably be primarily featured. It'll change the way USA programs it shows, as I mentioned to you earlier, probably like probably a lot less uh, NCIS and the Law and Order SVU marathons. <laughs> right. They'll post more there, and um, yeah, and it's another effort, Frank, that whatever doesn't make it on the USA Network will probably be available on Peacock. So the NBC Network, uh, Universal. Um, NBC Universal, the big uh, media conglomerate, Frank, has figuratively pushed their chips all in on this Peacock streaming device. So they're counting on making sure that Peacock is the number one platform for people to consume uh, wrestling and uh, and or a lot of other entertainment. Um, ESPN was not happy by Vince McMahon's decision to, to go to Peacock. They thought maybe they had a plan in place to do um, like what the UFC has with the ESPN, the exclusive mm-hmm. rights, and then. Uh, you can get UFC pay-per-views on ESPN+. Plus. Um, ESPN was hoping that WWE pay-per-views will be available on ESPN+. Plus. That's not going to happen now with this network deal with Peacock. So now they have, uh, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, uh, they will be pulling all of their WWE programming. Uh, they will not. They used to have a site dedicated solely to WWE. That will probably cease to exist. Um, and they probably, will frankly, quite frankly, Frank, will <laughs> not be uh, probably covering WWE at all. So they they are not a lot of very hurt feelings there in in, uh, in Disney because at the end of the day, Frank, the big big uh, prediction from the inter- the experts in the entertainment industry is that eventually NBC Sports and like Disney ESPN were kind of be basically vying to maybe one day uh, acquire WWE. Not that Vince McMahon would maybe sell, but you know uh, who knows what you know. Uh, 300 years later when Vince McMahon finally passes on, he knows he may never die. The man is an absolute, you know, f- you know, in, in a good term freak for his age and such great physical shape. But um, when he does move on or he ceases control and sends it, you know, to Stephanie or Triple H or Shane, will, will they maybe listen to offers from a, a Disney ESPN ABC or will they listen to NBC to maybe buy them out? And Frank, if you're Triple H or Stephanie, you know, and they offer you billions of dollars, would you just take the money and go retire on a beach somewhere and let <laughs> and let that happen? So it's certainly something to think about, Frank. And uh, NBC has kind of really impacted the wrestling world here in terms of, and also the sports world. So um, Peacock is certainly, um, Peacock is certainly, uh, um, on the forefront of all of that. So, um, but as I mentioned earlier, um, 
if you want to uh, pr- correctly predict Royal Rumble, I mean, a lot of people are, are armchair quarterbacks, Frank, and they think they can predict the pay-per-views. Um, WrestleRumble.com actually allows you the chance to do that. You go on WrestleRumble.com. Uh, you go in there. They, there's other there's questions, you know, like who basically, and also who will win the Royal Rumble? Will there be will there be a um, like who's in the final four? Who will come out at what position? At what number? Um, will certain things happen? Um, will who will be the final four? Who will eliminate that? And not only do you have that for the for the men's Royal Rumble too, Frank, you will get that for the women's Royal Rumble. So if you can correctly predict Royal Rumble, Frank, and it's based on a point system, you have a chance to win some cool prizes. And I don't know, I don't know if NLN employees are eligible to participate <laughs> in the contest or participate. That'll leave up to Mister Wrestle Rumble to determine that. But the Royal Rumble pick'em is this Sunday on WrestleRumble.com. Um, I just to make sure that, that Frank and I don't get any uh, cease and desist letters from uh, WWE. This is not affiliated with World Wrestling Entertainment or any of its affiliates, conglomerates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the Royal Rumble is this Sunday, so the Royal Rumble pick'em is on WrestleRumble.com. The cutoff time for entry is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so don't miss out. Uh, Frank, if you win the Royal Rumble uh, pick'em rest uh, pool, the first place winner gets a thousand dollars in cold hard cash. And if you don't win, if you finish second, Frank, as I cue this up, I have to cue this up. Hopefully it's still there. What a great show we have here. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> so as we, as we, I have to feel, I have to be in the wrestling mood here. So I will go back to the read, but I have to play this. The music of our childhood. Frank's doing his Hollywood Hogan guitar strum with the world title. Too sweet, brother. You are way too sweet. And I will continue the read. The Royal Rumble, so the first place winner gets $1,000 cold hard cash. If you finish second, Frank, don't worry, because you will take home the NWO championship belt. Brother, that's my belt. Macho Man's got my belt. Oh, Hollywood, you want the title, brother? You're going to have to get it here. So you can get the uh, WCW title basically spray painted NWO on it. And if you finish third in the pool, Frank, you actually could get the White Winged Eagle Championship belt if you don't know what that belt looks like. That's the belt that uh, Hulk Hogan beat Macho Man with it for at WrestleMania 5. Macho Man won the tournament the year before in the Trump Plaza. Ultimate Warrior, Hogan, Slaughter, Undertaker. Shawn Michaels beat Bret Hart at uh, the, the WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match for the title. It's a very, uh, very prestigious uh, old WWE title belt that we love here. So, yeah, Frank, a lot of cool things like that. You answer questions like who will be the last winner or last wrestler eliminated in the Royal Rumble matches, who will win the Rumble, and when will Daniel Bryan and Bailey enter the Rumble, and more. So check out the Wrestle Rumble Twitter and Instagram page at WrestleRumble. And for more info, go to WrestleRumble.com. Entries are there. Uh, I think there are prices for entries. Um, But, Frank, this is a very special effect here. This NWA music is awesome, the jam out to. I've never I listened this you... far into the song, like <laughs> different parts in it. So, for being a listener of the Next Level Nerd Sportscast, I will cut the music off here. For being a, a listener of the Next Level Nerd Sportscast, uh, Mr. WrestleRumble has given us permission to offer five free entry spots to lucky listeners um, who uh, will, will be part of this contest here. So, <clears throat> I have a trivia question. I came up with this on the top of my head. Hopefully, Mr. WrestleRumble doesn't fire me. I mean, he's not paying me to read this. So, um, so um, 
if you email us next level nerd sportscast at gmail.com, that's next level nerd sportscast at gmail.com and answer this trivia question correct, Frank. The first five people who answer correctly will get a free entry into the uh, WrestleRumble.com Royal Rumble pool. Um, and the trivia question is this. In the years of the Royal Rumble, only two years have the Royal Rumble actually have had the WWE Championship on the line. Uh, what years were they? And who won those Royal Rumbles? The answer, if you get the answer, send it to Next Level Nerd Sportscast at gmail.com. That's Next Level Nerd Sportscast at gmail.com with that answer. And the first five people who answer that correctly will gain entry into the Royal Rumble pool. One free entry. Um, you can have you can have multiple. No Googling. <laughs> no Googling. So those who hard do that, I, I will pass that on to Mr. Wrestle Rumble. <laughs> And he will give you one free entry into the Royal Rumble pool. Um, so that's WrestleRumble.com. That's WrestleRumble.com at WrestleRumble on Instagram and Twitter. Um, the Next Level Nerd Twitter uh, Sportscast Twitter page will also be promote, promoting it as well. I'm sure on my Twitter at Bronson Allman, I will probably be pushing it as well. Uh, and just it's, it's a cool event, Frank. It's a cool thing to kind of get you in. And if you're only a casual wrestling fan, it's a chance to uh, win prizes, win money. And Mr. Wrestle Rumble is an awesome dude to do it, and uh, their their contest is, is second to none in my in my opinion as as a as a former participant and uh, and and, and seeing how the the contest goes. So again, WrestleRumble.com is the way to go. It's the power and the glory, brother, of Hulkamania. And oh, brother, it's so savage, yeah. And that is it. I, I Frank, let me mark out a little bit, do a little wrestling, a little news for you there. It's a big event. Royal Rumble is probably the s- second or third biggest event. Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and WrestleMania are your two biggest wrestling events there. So Royal Rumble is a good little intro on the road to WrestleMania. And we're about to wrap up here, Frank. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the segment that the masses have requested that we keep doing. It is one last thing. Um, and Frank, uh, I know you you've been on, on a pit mania here. I'm sure you're gonna keep you're gonna keep uh keep on that pace. And uh, a special uh, thing happened yesterday. There was a, a certain uh, announcement by the uh, by the Hall of the MLB Hall of Fame. I'm sure you're gonna uh, let us know about that. Yeah, Bronson, I kind of have three topics, and I'll try to not spend too much time on each. But um, you know, last episode, I I knew they would make me eat my words because it's pit, and they always do. Um, I got super high on the pit basketball team. They uh, were, had just come off two big wins. Uh, they had beaten Duke, and they had gotten to eight and two overall, and four and one in the in the ACC. And I'm saying, is Pitt back? You know, they're starting to. Champagne's a superstar, and they got role players, and Tony and and Xavier Johnson are, are good players. And this, I like this group, and I love Capel. And you know, it's still I gotta you know pump the brakes. I, and I did say I don't think they're quote unquote back yet. But um, two tough losses in a row, especially one point, a one-point loss at the buzzer to Wake Forest, um, a team that was winless in the league. Those, those games you got to win. Those are the teams you got to beat. And they went down there to Winston-Salem and, uh, and dropped a one-point heartbreaker. Johnson had a shot to win it. They actually battled. Uh, they were down 12-10 with like four minutes to go. 
got it to within one and had a shot to win. So I, I, I liked the way they battled, but still that's a game you got to win and, and keep your momentum going, maybe get into the rankings with that win. Um, and then a showdown against North Carolina at the Pete just, uh, just yesterday. And uh, I didn't have the game, the ACC network. Of, uh, unfortunately, I don't get that channel, um, but I had it on the radio. And uh, it, no, North Carolina just just boat raced them. Um, they they couldn't they couldn't hang in the same gym. North Carolina's kind of on a down year. They uh, they they're not as talented as some of the past championship teams have been, but they're still North Carolina. They still have size and talent. You know, they have five star talent up and down their, their roster. So Pitt couldn't hang, and now they're on a mini two game skid, and they're back to eight and four overall and three and four and three in the conference. So it's kind of blah, but um, hopefully the schedule maybe easy gets, gets easier and uh, they get some, some more wins going their way. And um, I am hoping for them to kind of finish uh, near the 20 win mark this year. Um, maybe get, you know, be above 500 in the ACC and flirt with the, with a tournament berth. They were kind of looking like they were heading that way and I hope it doesn't go too far off the rails, but uh, a little disappointed that Pitt's fallen off this last week, but uh, I'm going to remain optimistic that they can right this ship. Um, the next topic Bronson uh, mentioned uh Major major announcement in Major League Baseball. Every year in January, they announce the newest members that will be enshrined in Cooperstown and Baseball's Hall of Fame. Um, interesting note this year, uh, a player must receive 75% of the Hall of Fame ballots to be inducted. Uh, 400 writers across the United States vote. Uh, they are distinguished sports writers from Major League cities um, that have a lot of tenure and experience in the, in the industry and in the business. And they get the, uh, credential to be one of the 400 writers that elects hall of famers. Um, you must get 75% of the ballots to get in. And in 2021 Bronson, only the second time since 2013 and not many times ever this year, there will be no inductees. So nobody garnered 75%. Kurt Schilling became the closest at 71%. I think he fell 16 votes short. Um, one thing that will happen, though, is Larry Walker and Derek Jeter will have a ceremony this year because 2020s got canceled for COVID. So they were going to have a double class if anybody got in. But nobody got in in 2021, and it'll be interesting to see. Kurt Schilling has one year left. He's been very vocal that he's mad at the writers. He said, don't even vote for me next year. I don't want on the ballot. He's kind of an outspoken guy that thinks he's getting uh, you know, blackballed for some of his comments in the media. But uh Kurt Schilling, uh, guys like Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, uh, Gary Sheffield, Jeff Kent, all right on the cusp. Um, they ha- don't have many more years left of eligibility before they fall off. And next year, we don't know either. Um, A-Rod and David Ortiz come up. So they both have some steroid stigma. Um, will we see them get in? And, and the big elephants in the room, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Two guys that are obviously Hall of Fame numbers, but both uh, definitely uh, accused of steroids, if not uh, convicted of it. So uh, they'll, they'll have one more chance next year, too. Do they get in on their final chance? Was that the punishment that the writers did um, by making them wait all 10 years of eligibility? Or will they never get in or maybe by the Veterans Committee somewhere down the line after they really serve their time? Um, and I think we'll see that with A-Rod as well. So next year, there's no guarantees either, Bronson. But um, I've been to the Hall of Fame. I've been to Cooperstown. It's one of the most amazing places in the world if you're a baseball fan. Um, I'm hoping to go back. My dad's never 
seen it. And um, we're going to be taking a road trip up to Boston in a couple of years. I have a wedding, a family wedding. So I, he promised me, he says, when we go to that family wedding in Boston, we're going to swing through Cooperstown. So I hope I get to see it again. But um, but no, Bronson, yeah, it's kind of shocking. Nobody getting in. So, But uh, we will have Derek Jeter and Larry Walker uh, being enshrined uh, in July. So something to look forward to there. And lastly, I'm going to stick with with baseball Bronson and I had, I kind of touched upon it in a few shows uh, before uh, that there hasn't big, been much buzz this off season of who's signed, where, what trades have happened. We've, we've talked about some of the pirate trades, but um, uh, since we, since we last talked about it, um, DJ LeMahieu has signed. He went back to the Yankees yeah. um, six years, 90 million. He kind of took a great discount to go back there. Um you know, that's, that's under 20 million a season, which is, you know, crazy money, but still that's underpaid for kind of the numbers he's put up. Um, and we have seen now today, I think it broke today. JT real Muto is going back to the Phillies richest deal ever for a history of a catcher. Um, I think he worked it out. I think it's a half a million dollars more than Joe Mauer got in his last deal. So I think that was kind of on his mind. You know, I want to be the highest paid catcher ever until he's passed by the next one. But for a little (laughs) while, JT Real Muto is the highest paid catcher ever. Um, Big time reliever closer Brad Hand went to the Washington Nationals. So they they bolster that team. Um, We saw Michael Brantley sign back in Houston. So that was interesting. Um, We saw Marcus Simeon, one of the prized outfielders, uh, or sorry, infielders go to the Blue Jays. They're really loading up. The Blue Jays are building a super team. With yeah, free- I, I didn't want to cut you off, Frank, but yeah. I, the last show when we did, uh, we didn't cover baseball, but uh, that was the day that um, George Springer signed with 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 the um, the Jays. Yeah, so they, George Springer's with the Jays. Now they added Marcus Simeon. They're still in the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes. He's still the biggest pitcher that hasn't gone anywhere. So look out. If the Blue Jays get him, they're going to vault to one of the favorites in the American League, if not well, it's, already. It's them, it's them and the Mets now, too. The Mets are in on Yeah, the Bauer Mets are too. big. The Mets are big buyers, of course. I'm getting the, the big Francisco Lindor trade yeah. um, with, with Carlos Carrasco on top of that. So, um, And then we saw the Twins get good. Uh, you know, the Twins are right on that cusp of being elite. You know, they're making the playoffs. They're winning the Central every year. Uh, they got Jay Happ, a guy that we had in Pittsburgh briefly and loved. To bolster that rotation and a signing I like um, was Andrelton Simmons to play short there because they're a team that's all offense and he's a gold glove shortstop and you got to have some defense. What the move does is bump Jorge Polanco, who is not great defensively, to second base. And then Luis Arias, their awesome young second baseman, is going to go into a super utility role where he can play a little third, little second, little short, some outfield. Um be off the bench to pinch run, things like that. So I like the moves the Twins has made. You mentioned the Blue Jays, the Mets, the Padres are building a super team. Um, it's going to be, I'm really yeah, excited it, for it. And I, I keep cutting Frank's thing up, but like, I just like, I just pick, pick Frank's brain. He's such, so smart. This, yeah, the, all, all lost in all this is the Padres because mm-hmm. they go get you Darvish. They go get uh, Blake Snell and then they, and then they get, um, they get Joe Musgrove from the Pirates, obviously. Yeah. Uh, uh, tie on going to the Yankees as well. So Bell, uh, Bell game, to yeah. Washington, tie on to the Yankees, and, and Musgrove to to the Padres. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm excited. It's going to be if COVID doesn't break out again, 162 game full slate full this season. year. Um, so exciting to see that. I'm, I'm I'm hoping for some new blood. Maybe the Mets, the Padres, the Blue Jays, the White Sox make it to a World Series, and we stop seeing this run of the uh, the Astros and the Dodgers and. Um, 
yeah, who was the Tampa doesn't, I don't mind Tampa, but, um, cause they're the underdog, but I'm kind of tired of getting, of seeing like the Yankees go deep, the Astros go deep, the Mm. Dodgers go deep. So maybe we'll get some new blood, but, uh, yeah, we're starting to see those moves, Bronson. We're going to see Trevor Bauer will be the next one. Most people, the signs are pointing towards the angels and that immediately makes them a contender again to put with Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon. Um, they're trying to throw money at, you know, they've kind of been a 500 team for, it feels like a decade and uh, they got to get a winner for Mike Trout. They're wasting his career. I can't believe he signed a big deal there because he might want to demand a trade if he's not going to get a chance to win a ring there. Um, so he's really, I'm sure he's really pressure and ownership to like, he, he got, they got him Rendon. Um, they got to, they got to build that pitching staff. He's maybe got to get another bat there and, and the angels in a big market need to start, you know, spend to the, as, as much as they can and get trout a winner. So they're another team to look out for in the Bauer sweepstakes, but that wraps it up Bronson for me. My one last thing, um, I'll throw it back over to you. I think we're going to be talking some puck as you like to say. Yeah. Talking some puck, but just before we move on, uh, um, yeah, baseball is something that I've kind of fallen off a little bit about, um, yeah, having a home team, having a home team be as uh, as fallen off as much as the Pirates have can kind of do that to you. But right. Frank kind of keeps me on task here, and and um, it's always fun to talk uh, baseball with Frank. And Frank knows so much about the sport, and I just you know I'm like a sponge. It's I know I don't shut up, but I try to shut up as much as I can and just take in what he's saying. Um, but the one thing that you know seems every year we we see the debate is the Baseball Hall of Fame. And, you know, Frank so eloquently, you know, really just discussed the situation with you. And, you know, last year of eligibility will be for, for Bonds and Clemens and Kurt Schilling. And then, like Frank said, you know, you know, will these guys get in? Will they not? You know, it's not looking likely that that uh, Bonds or Clemens will unless the writers really have a change of heart over a year. But um, but the whole thing, Roger Clemens, I mean, I mean, I, I will Clemens and Bonds, Frank, we've, we've, we've covered previous shows on this, you know, even if you put them in as cheaters, you at least put them in, you know, at one point they were, they were the best of their positions in the game. PEDs are not allegedly or not. They were the best of their positions at some point in, in the history of baseball. And I think you, you can't tell the story of baseball without, you know, it's one of the things of the hall of fame. Can you tell the story of the game without, I don't think you can mention it without Roger Clemens or Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. Kurt Schilling's kind of a different story. I don't, I don't know, really know his link to PEDs. But I think more so, Kurt Schilling's roadblock has kind of been his political views. Right. He's really gone off the deep end, saying a lot of things, and and obviously Kurt Schilling's still you know a little angry about the, what transpired. And like you said, he's basically saying that you know take me off next year, don't even vote for me. And mm-hmm. I think baseball's going to step in, and you know hopefully he'll still stay on there because he's the he's been the closest of the three in terms of the percentage of votes. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned. You know, as you mentioned, Big Poppy coming in next year, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez. And I think not that, I, you know, not that I've ever accused Alex Rodriguez of being uh, artificial, but I feel like his work in the media is not only because, you know, not maybe just because he loves baseball, but maybe to, to try to get into the media's good graces so that when something like this does come around, you know, maybe all is forgiven to an extent. Good point, yeah. And, 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 and maybe, you know, maybe make friends with some of those people in the media that, you know, that you, that you kind of trash for years. And and, and, and I, I like watching Alex on TV when, we, when he covers games and stuff. And I've always kind of been a fan, even though this book he said he didn't like fat people, but <laughs> uh, the uh, Selena Roberts book, I think it was. But, um, but no, I like Alex and he seems like he's having a good life with, with JLo and all that stuff. But, um, but that does it for baseball. And Frank, you know, it, I, I don't think you find any better baseball coverage than, than what, what Frank contributes here to the NLN sports cast. And, Thank you. and, um, 
Baseball preview is coming around the corner. Pitchers and catchers will be reporting soon, <laughs> not too long after the Super Bowl. So stay close to us. Stay close to Frank, and uh, he he ain't gonna he ain't gonna fail you when it comes to bringing you know, the quality baseball uh, that that you crave and love here on the NLN Sportscast. Frank, switching gears. Obviously, you know that I love pucks. Um, from from the Bucks to pucks. Penguins right now current record four two and one. They did lose in overtime last night to the Boston Bruins at TD Bank North Garden. Um, the Pens doing doing well, but there are some flaws. Uh, a lot of controversy uh, whether Casper Kapanen's up to the task of being the t- on in the top six. I mean, obviously with the COVID slash immigration issues, maybe whether his conditioning is up to par. But I right now I've been I've been impressed with him so far. Me too. And it's kind of more just really getting him in there and getting him adjusted. Um, certain, you know, some players, you know, doing well, getting better. Some players really not seeming to find it. I know uh, Zucker's kind of been the ire of the of the of the of the, of the Penguins' eye, not really coming off to the start that they like. Malkin um, too. Uh, uh, Paul Stagger was even saying on Mark Madden's show, you know, Malkin had a goal against the Cavs, and he's kind of kind of been hot, you know, hit and miss here lately this year. And, 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 and Staggerwald said yesterday at Madden show, Frank, that, you know, it just seems like Gina just seems kind of a little disinterested. Like he just, you know, when he's on the bench, he's looking up in the sky. And, just seem like and he kinda, goes through that. He's had know. that his whole career. Yeah. And, and even with that, uh, John Marino kind of playing not really his strong side, and it's kind of reflected mm-hmm. he's kind of not really been playing as well lately. And just kind of, they're winning, they're doing, you know, I think the thing thing is that every game they seem to get down, Frank. It's like every game they're down, and it's like, <laughs> it's not it's not a good recipe for success. No, you're not going to last doing that, yeah. No. So I'm not, as of right now, Frank, I said, you know, maybe, you know, I kind of kind of keep beating the dead horse, like, you know, if I'd have told you through six, you know, seven games, the Penguins would be four, two, one. I think you'd take it, mm-hmm. considering the level of opponents that are playing the Flyers, the Rangers, the Capitals, the Bruins. Right, right. Um, so, in, in a short season like this, every game matters, and the Penguins seem to at least be fighting till the end. So, it's not like Sully's, you know, Sully at least is keeping these guys, keeping most of the players interested and whatnot. But um, it's funny, Frank. We we you know we're recording on Wednesday, uh, January twenty seventh here. And literally hours before we hit the record button on uh, on this on this fine show, um, general manager Jim Rutherford dropping the bombshell in the hockey world by announcing that he is stepping down as the general manager. Um, it doesn't seem like it was something that was premeditated or something he had planned in advance. He claimed it's due to personal reasons, and he said that you know basically explaining why it doesn't benefit anyone to say that. Um, but he is no longer the Penguins general manager. Um, Oh, I for the 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 assistant GM. I forget his name already. He, he was yeah, he's a big scouting not, wonder kid. Not a famous name. No, yeah, I forget his name. I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. If, you, if you, as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to remember it. But he is going to be the interim GM, and, and the Penguins are going to do a full GM search. So you know, I admit, like before hitting record here, I haven't really paid attention to TSN or ESPN or. Rogers Sportsnet or Air NHL Network or really any of those outlets and where they'll go for a GM. Uh, I don't think they'll promote from within, at least for right now they won't. I feel like they'll probably go outside and uh, I've kind of thrown this. I don't have any, I don't have any sources. Like I'm not texting Darren Dreger right now when I say <laughs> this, but I think in a perfect world, if the Penguins could, I think they would love to have seen if uh, they could contact Ronnie Francis with the Kraken and see if they could get any kind of permission to talk to, to Jason Bottrell. But uh, you know, Mary and I, and I kind of, you know, kind of made the, the point, you know, 
Rutherford and Mario are very close with Ronnie Francis, so maybe they can, you know, you know, maybe have a couple cocktails or a couple <laughs> drinks together, maybe get a discussion that they can talk to to Jason Bottrell. Because how much has he really started out there? So like, yeah, they didn't really started anything. <laughs> I know Ronnie. Ronnie doesn't want to lose Botsy, and uh, and he's like he's not going to want to lose Botsy. But I mean. Uh, Jason Bottrell, he did get he did get the Buffalo job. You know, he was sitting under the learning tree of uh, Ray Shira and Jim Rutherford, and got the Buffalo job. Um, do I feel like he was given a fair shake there? My opinion, no. Um, I only recently have kind of the Pagulas kind of realized that they're really they're willing to spend some money, and and, yeah, and even then, I'm, air there. I mean, yeah, even then, I'm kind of I'm kind of skeptical of their of their of their of their ownership there, uh, Kim and Terry Pagula. Um, I mean, they did get um, Eric Stahl and, and 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 Taylor Hall. They got one year Taylor Hall, but uh, Botsy really didn't get too much of a fair shake there in Buffalo, and ultimately cost him his job. But I mean, he he bounced back quickly. He's a, he's such a, a smart guy, and and he was always known to be a good cap guy and good numbers guy, and so he didn't he didn't he didn't stay employed for very long. And and uh, when Ronnie Francis was appointed the GM of the Seattle Kraken in the new expansion team, he uh, he snatched Botsy up real quick. So, in a perfect world, Frank, I would love Mario and, and, and GMJR to really work those phones and get you know Ronnie Ronnie franchise to to let us to let the Pens talk to the Botsy, and he was going to be the guy probably the next in line guy that, at that point before he took the Buffalo job. So you slide him in. He has a very very uh, vast you know very deep knowledge of the organization and 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 everyone involved in it. But if you're him and then you're Bill Guerin, who last year took the, the GM job for the wild, it's like if, if Billy G had, had known all he had to do was wait a year maybe to get the job. Well, you're not, yeah, that's you, what bums me out. I was telling you it, off air. The timing just isn't there because we had Botterell and we had gear and GMs in yeah. waiting. Like, Yeah, ugh. so it's, it's, it's interesting to see where the Penguins will go with the search. Um, will you know? Will they get permission to talk to Jason Botterell? Um, will they go – Will they go off the radar? I know guys like Kevin Weeks and Eddie Olchick and uh, and those guys have been interviewed for and Pierre Maguire have been interviewed for GM jobs. Will they get a shot? Um, you know, especially Eddie Olchick, former former uh, Pens head coach. Um, will they go down the old recycled GM road? You know, like your Dale Talons, uh, Peter Shirelli, Right, he's not with it. He's not. He's not anywhere right now. Peter right. Shirelli, all these will they will they go down that road and bring it back and bring a, a former GM and a Jay Feast or something like that? I don't think Brian Burke is going to. Uh, I, I I just just from reading his book and seeing his interviews on Spit and Chicklets, I don't know if he's would, would take that shot again. Mike Babcock is out there. I feel like that's more of a. Oh, coach. No. I know, yeah. but I had to say it. Mike <laughs> Babcock is there, and uh, <laughs> my friend texted me, and then I didn't. I didn't say this about you, Mike Babcock. So don't come after me. He said, he said Mike. He saw saw Mike Babcock on NBCSN as a studio analyst. He's the personality of, of a screen door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um. You do remember when Babcock was in Toronto? I mean, he wasn't really the GM, but he did have uh, personnel input, very big personnel input. Would he would he be comfortable being like a GM? But then then again, forget the wonder too. The new GM is going to have to take Sully. You know, you, you accept Sully, and right. so if things fell apart under the new GM, would would they have an itchy trigger finger to get rid of Sully and mm. and put your guy in there? Yeah, I know. And then of course I didn't mention you know I didn't mention candidates like um. You know, also in that recycled GM, uh, I was joking with our friend Ryan Schaefer. I said, "Do they call? Ray, do they bring Ray Shearer back? Because he's out there." <laughs> they, they brought uh, 
Todd Reardon back. So you never yeah, know. could they bring Ray Sherry back, or will they, or will they just go completely off the board? I mean, it's it's you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, obviously, the, the the GM now is only an interim until they find a position. Then it's like, who is anyone going to get fired early in the season? And then there's a lot of guys that I would have liked. I mean, I would love to have Mark Bergeron come here, but he's in Montreal. Do you, think, uh, do you ever think that uh, Mike Sullivan would want to get rid of the? Um... The hustle bustle of coaching and take the promotion and then pick his his replacement. I wonder if oh, he's ever thought. No, I, I think Sully. He loves that. He loves that stuff. Still, he loves. He's the still young too. Yeah, for a coach, he's very young. Uh, you know, I was thinking. Um, I didn't want it, but I know. Uh, like, I know that you know Stan Bowman, who I've been very critical of on the show, and people who know him, he basically got bumped to VP of Hockey Operations. So he's not even the GM of the Blackhawks anymore. What he what he went out to, to be a GM, I doubt it. But you you think about these things, guys who've been retired, they're gonna come out and do this. And and uh, and you told me before the show, like I said, I've not read any reports about the Jim Rutherford thing. You you kind of were my my eyes and ears. You said that you know this isn't like him retiring in general. He might want to move to a new project. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's not gonna he's not gonna you know just chill in his house you know with his wife and and, and son and you know do that he's gonna want to move on to a new challenge. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting to see where they'll go GM wise. Will it be with will they will they promote with it? Will they move someone over? Will they um, will it be someone we're not even thinking of? I mean, a lot of the Penguins uh, management tree is kind of already in the NHL right now. Chuck Fletcher's the GM of the Flyers. Um, Bill Guerin's the GM of the, of, of the Wild. Um, all taken. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of former players that are in management. Or Bob Boom, there's a coach. Um, I'm just trying to think of anyone that I, I don't Elaine, know. Elaine Nazardine still out there somewhere? Yeah, could be. I mean, yeah, he had he had a little bit of positive impact here Big, in Pittsburgh, and I think he's good friends with Mario. Yeah, I feel like you know, not that I say horse. Yeah, not that I think it's like you know a Mario's crony kind of thing, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's you know someone who may be looking. At, you know, it could be someone completely off the wall. And I know it's not going to be. I know it's not going to be Shika, the former Coyotes GM, because he's been banned. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, no, I mean it's interesting. Will a coach? Will a coach do it? And like I said, th- I think the big thing, key thing, is Frank with the new GM is is whether they're going to buy into Sully's coaching style and system because usually GMs want their guy. They want, you know, anybody in any sport, they want their guy. And so the new guy, the new GM will have to take uh, Sully. And if things start falling apart quick, will they have the itchy trigger finger to get rid of Mike Sully? Right. What's what's to happen next, Frank? Tune in to the NHL world, the Penguins, to find out what comes next. I'm also going to wrap up the show here, um, going off the wreck, off the uh, the hockey trail and going into racing. Last episode, we talked about the uh, the Chili Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. This weekend, Frank, is a big racing event, a big world racing event. It's called the Rolex 24. That's a Daytona International Speedway. It's the Daytona Road Course. Okay. Uh, it's a big sports car race. Uh, legendary racers like Mario Andretti, AJ Foyt, um, they've won this race. This is an endurance race, Frank. It's 24 hours. It starts Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. Um, wow. Car, there's different classes, GT Le Mans, uh, GT Daytona, and then uh, the, L- the LMP2 and the DPIs. So they all have different speeds and how the cars are built are different. I don't want to bore you to death on that, but <laughs> each car has like, you know, three or four drivers, Frank. So each guy does, does different stints and things like that. And when wow. they go into pit road, they don't have the NASCAR, like eight guys over the wall or whatever it is. There's like three or four. They change the tires. It's a slower pit stop, but 
Um, but they also change drivers sometimes too if a driver's been in for a few hours. So it's the it's one of the ultimate endurance races. Le Mans, the twenty four hour Le Mans is still the, the best one, but that's uh, but this is probably right behind that the the, the Rolex twenty four. You'll see some NASCAR uh, flavor in there. Defending uh, Cup Series champion Chase Elliott will be driving uh, racing for the um, the Whalen Action Express Cadillac. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, who retired from NASCAR and is going to make a full run at IndyCar this year, he will be driving the other uh, Cadillac, the Ally uh, Financial Cadillac. Simon Pagano is on that team with him, former IndyCar champion. Um, Chip Ganassi is back after taking a hiatus uh, due to the lack of support from the Ford factory team. They signed a contract with uh, Cadillac Racing, and they will they will be the former Indy 500 and former Rolex overall winner. Uh, and and uh, six-time IndyCar champ Scott Dixon will be uh, one of the enduro drivers there. Former F1 driver Kevin Magnuson will be driving for Chip Ganassi, uh, as will uh, sports car uh, veteran Ringer, Ringer Vanderzan. So a lot of cool, a lot of names you don't know, Frank. I, I'm probably mentioning names that sound familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chase Elliott, Jimmy Johnson will be names you remember. Scott Dixon right. should be a name that kind of rings mm-hmm. a bell. Uh, but it's a very it's a very grueling long race. NBC Sports is going to have tremendous coverage of it. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be on the I believe he's on the broadcasting team for this. So adding him, he's also ran this race before. Uh, Frank, him and his dad for the Corvette team. So um, you know the, he's a vet. He's run he's run this race before, and he can offer great insight. Uh, it's just a great a great event for you know Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR guys to kind of just. You know, it's the ultimate ultimate endurance race to see who the you know the better team, better drivers. So, if you're not doing anything this weekend, folks, and you just need something to watch, tune in. It's gonna be on NBC Sports. It's gonna jump around on certain networks. Lee Diffie, one of my favorite racing announcers, is gonna be calling it. Uh, I interact with him quite regularly on Twitter. Uh, he's a cool dude, and uh, he uh, he's a uh, you know uh, he brings such passion to to the sport, and he does IndyCar as well. Um, so yeah, it's a good race, Frank. You know the Rolex Twenty Four. No football this weekend, so uh, right, bye uh, week. Yeah, yeah, no football this weekend. So the Rolex Twenty Four is worth checking out. And again, as I mentioned, the Royal Rumble is this Sunday on the WWE Network, seven PM, and uh, the non WWE affiliated contest, the Royal Rumble uh, pool uh, on WrestleRumble.com is the way to go to uh, you know put some money in uh, and win some great prizes. Again, that's WrestleRumble.com. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Wrestle Rumble. And again, to wrap it up, Frank, our trivia question is only two Royal Rumbles have ever had the WWE title on the line as opposed to the ticket to WrestleMania for the title. What years were they and who won them? The first five people who cor- who respond correctly uh, and send that to at next level nerd sportscast at gmail.com. That's next level nerd sportscast at gmail.com with the correct answers. We'll get a free entry into the Royal Rumble pool on WrestleRumble.com. Awesome, Bronson. And uh, with that, I guess uh, um, that that's wraps gonna, up our little yeah, recap show. It, that's going to take us out. <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long day. So I'm just kind of <laughs> having a little brain cramp there. Um, with that being said, uh, I want to thank Frank Conti, my esteemed colleague, and a co-host of the show for his contributions to the show. Uh, I want to thank his wife, Katie, who did a fantastic, he's always done a great job, <laughs> but uh, we did, we did have some technical difficulties last episode and you know yeah. what? No, no, no. You know why you <laughs> didn't know it? Because Katie's, she's a, she's a wizard. She's a rock star to, <laughs> to, to fix, fix all the glitches there and give yep. you a clean show. So thanks to Katie for all she does and all she will continue to do. 
Uh, thank you to Nico Rocco and Justin McConnell and all the folks at Next Level Nerd uh, for allowing us their forum to uh, put this out there. Uh, thankful to Spotify, Anchor, Apple, anywhere you get this podcast, and feel mm-hmm. free to tell your friends. Uh, we're trying to get there as much as we can, but you tell your friends about us and and send it through text, social media, however you want to do that. We appreciate all the the good input and uh, the the good feedback and and, and the the uh, the pub for sure. And uh, thank you to to people who do listen every week and, and continue to try to grow our audience. We are forever forever thankful for you and hope you keep uh, chugging along this ride. Uh, we made it. We were almost making it through a full year, Frank. Yep. Uh, everyone survived. We've. Uh, most of this year under the COVID conditions, so we're hoping mm-hmm. we're your escape from uh from all that nasty news and COVID out there. So um, basically that's all I have for you. And uh, you know, we check gotta us go... out. Check out the Super Bowl preview edition. Some dropping sometime late ne- next week. So. Yeah, check it. Yeah, next week we're gonna do the Super Bowl preview edition. Probably around we're February fourth just... or fifth. Check that out. Which, yeah, which is right after our one year deal. Yeah. Again, one last thing: WrestleRumble.com. Check it out. Um, and with that, I bid you adieu for Frank Conti and the NLN crew and Katie for editing the show. I'm going back and forth. This is Bronson Allman bidding you adieu. I said that before. <laughs> but before I do that, have a good night. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the wrestling. Enjoy whatever it is you're doing this Super Bowl off weekend. And goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bang! Throw me the baseball. Now toss me the pigskin. Now feed me the rock. Now give me the rock.